you're going to have this mass adrenaline release. And, and when this happens, the mindset determines so much of what your body does with that adrenaline. Does it dump and flood the system and totally knock you out? Or can you process it because this is calm? Welcome back to the Max Out Show, where I'm on a mission to help you unleash your full potential. Today's guest is Brendan Powell, founder of FIRE, black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and instructor of the Wim Hof Method that has taken the world by storm over the last few years and is now practiced by some of the highest performers in the world. And that's exactly what we'll talk about today. How to use breathing and ice to master your mind and live your life on fire. So Brendan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Max, for having me. Man, I'm super excited to have you on the show. It's, you know, for, for our listeners to give you guys a little bit of, of a recap, I guess. I've been, you know, practicing Wim Hof Method, ice bathing for about a year now. So I have, you know, Switzerland where I live. I have a huge river flowing through the Rhine. And in winter, it started about a year ago in February, right? With a bunch of friends, it was like five degrees Celsius, so like 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And we just started jumping in basically to see who's the biggest badass, right? Like who can, you know, last the longest, right? And you're just freezing in there. But what I realized so quickly is like there's such tremendous benefits to this, right? You feel this energy, this vitality, the mental strength. You're just able to crush your fears and break through obstacles faster. So I've become a huge fan. So for, you know, for people that you know, have never heard of Wim Hof, the Wim Hof Method, can you share a little bit about you know, what it really is about? Um, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, simply, the, the method itself is about, uh, like you said, uh, breath work. Um, cold exposure, um, be it gradually building up your, your, your time that you can, you know, uh, um, you know, endure it. And then ultimately mindset, you know, how you're, how you're going to approach these things and, and then the way that it all links together. And that's the Wim Hof method. Um, but, but, you know, the, um, all of these things, like where they can all go. I mean, each one is its own, um, you know, it's, it's its own system. And then, you know, for instance, you don't need to be a, a Wim Hofer to jump into cold water, but when you start to understand how um, you can really utilize like the energy and the power you were talking about feeling when you, when you go in, um, how you can sort of take that external uh, creation and turn it inward. Uh, man, it really becomes something that you can use as fuel. You know, and that's why I think so many performers are into it. Yeah, for sure. It's just such an incredible way to, to really face discomfort and practice getting through that. So how, how much do you think, I'm really curious, how much do you think the, the mindset is a result of practicing the breathing and practicing the advice versus its own practice? Well, the, the mindset, if, you know, at least currently, if you were to speak to Wim, I believe he would say that it all comes down to the mind. Mm -hmm. You know, we access, um, we can use the breath as a tool to access aspects of the physiology, but that the mind, everything is starting there, right? And what, what ends up happening is when you practice, um, especially the cold, but, um, but, you know, the breathing as well, 
you have to consciously decide this is something I want to step into, especially the cold. You know, the cold, every time you're going to step up, you have to make this conscious decision. You can, you know, jump straight into the cold water and, and get the uh, shock and jump right out, right? But that's not exactly how we approach it. You know, the, the idea of the Wim Hof method is, is that we enter the water uh, calm and we leave the water calm. And, you know, and we take that um, power that is, becomes present through the nervous system, we, we, we take it and we actually can, um, you know, consciously accept the impact, which helps you process better, right? And in a time like we're in right now, where I feel like maybe people don't process, um, they don't process maybe fear, as thoroughly as they should, this is a great conversation to have because uh, where we're at in society is people, a lot of people running on probably um, a higher uh, frequency of sympathetic nervous system activity, you know? Yeah, for sure. What I, what I find so fascinating, it's actually a practice of elevating consciousness, right? Of, of becoming more aware of your body, of becoming more aware of how you're feeling. So it's not like, you know, you jump in the water, like you're saying, you try to shut out your emotions, right? You try to forget about the pain. You're actually becoming so much more conscious of how every single muscle and fiber in your body is feeling. And that practice of just getting more aware is so powerful. So let's break them down, you know, all three of them, the breathing, the ice, the mindset. And maybe let's start with the breathing because it's, I think, just the easiest for people to, to really start using, right? Because it's not quite as painful as, sure. as the, the ice, honestly. So, so what does that breath work look like? Uh, well, the, the beauty of the method is its simplicity, you know, and so taking um, uh, just one round to look at essentially and then you know, you're going to stack the rounds in repetition. It's uh, 30 breaths to a breath hold. And we're working with hypoxic states and breath holding at that point to create um, chemistry. I mean, well, really the whole process from start to finish is to alter the chemistry to get a, a specific result. So, you know, initially we're breathing at such a rate as to be able to blow off CO2. We blow off CO2. What that does is lower um, the well the need to need to take a breath in, you know, to, because CO2 is lowered, oxygen is at full saturation, and then you can go into the breath hold. And so you you have thirty breaths to breath hold, and then a, a recovery breath. So after you hold your breath for as long as you you can. Um, and feeling, um, you know, we say don't force. So I think that's a big uh, idea is you don't want to force this to the point to where you're, you know, you could pass out potentially from the breathing. So we don't want to push and strain our body in that kind of way. But we, we hold our breath for as long as we can. And then we take a big recovery breath. You hold that breath for 10, 15 seconds. And then you start the round over again, 30 breaths breath, hold, recovery breath, 30 breaths, breath, hold, recovery breath. And so that's, that's the essential practice of the method where it becomes, um, 
Uh, interesting is within the the ability to sort of you know manipulate it in different ways i mean um are you breathing through your mouth for instance are you breathing through your nose what are the benefits of doing one versus the other um you know are you holding the exhale um uh as your your breath hold or are you holding the inhale as your breath hold now specifically the wim hof practice is to take a full breath in and so this means a um, allowing complete inhale and then exhaling partially. So the exhale is sort of like. So there's still residual oxygen left in the lungs, right? And we keep this particular uh, pattern reoccurring. So. And I'm doing it through my mouth to emphasize the breath. But if you're, um, if you choose to breathe through your nose, uh, Wim jokingly says, "Any hole, we'll take any hole. Just get it in." And you know, and and basically, full breath in, partial exhale. And that would be the same way when you approach your breath. Hold, hold. So um, you know, that is the fundamental way to practice the Wim Hof method. The benefits are um, many. So it's, it's really one of the most fascinating things that I found about the method when I came to it was my reasons for coming to it weren't everybody else's reasons for coming to it. And so, you know, that really, you know, diversified the audience and and the group of people that I would work with and have worked with all around, uh, you know, internationally and all around my country. And, and you know, what I've found is, is that, you know, there's, um, you know, it's, it's interesting um, how people are different and the same in a lot of ways, right? So, yeah. you know, uh, you know what, what I see are these, it's a commonality sort of in the various groups that show up. And and then some and then some even though they could be diversified as people, there's this thread that's running through that they want to empower themselves, maybe challenge themselves, um, you know, and whether, uh, you know, literally, I, I don't say this as a, just, a, um, I don't know, a, a way to kind of build the method, but the one of the most uh, amazing people that ever came to one of my workshops um, uh, was an 84 year old lady who treated the ice water like it was just an absolute gift and she had so much fun. And I was a little nervous uh, when I saw her approaching the ice, as I can be with anybody because you never know how people are gonna react. I'm not overly nervous, uh, but I'm, I'm always, you know, right there with everybody yeah, sure. trying to make sure that they're going to get through the experience because we usually provide quite a challenging ice bath for people to endure. And so she got in and, uh, and handled it. She was throwing the ice up in the air, rolling all around, <laughs> going underwater, coming up. I mean, it was <laughs> and so, you know, the, the thing about it is, is the mindset definitely plays a part 
but you know our life experiences the things we bring to it um you know um it all sort of gets shown out in, in that in this method and the breathing maybe is one of the best possible ways to to um release emotion um you know and so when i say that i don't necessarily mean like um uh, something that's even very conscious. Quite often I've heard people say, I found myself doing the method. Um, and this is usually people that are doing it for the first time or the first few times. And they say, uh, you know, I found myself doing the method and just breaking down in tears. And I have no idea why. And I've seen it a lot. Uh, over, I mean, and with all kinds of people, um, with with all kinds of people that you would never under you would never think would maybe uh show that much uh emotion publicly i've seen some people really really find just absolute uh beauty and release and all kinds of stuff just in 20 to 40 minutes of breath work you know what i mean like uh just absolutely amazing the impact it can have on people because it is altering our chemistry and so if you're interested in that we can obviously go down that path and talk about that yeah for sure it's interesting and for our listeners i mean there's so many great videos online of, of this exactly happening right of some of you know the biggest influence the highest you know performers in the world doing the breathing right now oftentimes they're tearing up literally on camera because it's such a blissful experience so so what's happening in the body then that allows us to to get into the state um, well, I, you know, the, the chemistry is altered. So when you're blowing off CO2, um, you know, this has an effect on your pH. And ultimately, by uh, lowering the CO2, we raise our pH. So our pH goes more into the alkaline, right? And we've been able to show hitting true alkalinity at eight, um, at, you know, uh, at eight, essentially, um, if you understand the scale of how it works, we basically sit at a 7.3 um, between acid base and, and alkaline. And the, the uh, alkalinity can, uh, you know, we don't want it to be spiked for long periods of time. But the idea of the method is, is, is we're stretching it internally. So we raise it up a little bit and it spikes and this can have a really profound effect um you know internally as far as like resistance to pathogen and so forth uh what what made it actually a method was Wim displaying the ability to to suppress his immune system uh under the stress of a um and a bacterium an inert bacteria in his system e coli essentially in the system that you know uh should have brought about um a cytokine storm you know that would like inflammatory related storm that uh would have made him um uh you know go through things that a thousand people at least had displayed under the same scrutiny and so they had uh you know um uh fever nausea and so forth uh sickness aspects of food poisoning and 
he basically was able to suppress all that down, you know, as they're testing his blood and so forth. They can see that he, that along with various other things, you know, but what we're finding um, is in relation to your question that, you know, the breathing creates this chemistry that really allows you to calmly suppress um, the overreaction of fear, you know, and that could be an uncontrolled fear, essentially your body overreacting to a stimulus because, you know, where our autoimmune dysfunctions and things come from, the things that people, um, a lot of people turn to the Wim Hof method for is because our body is overreacting and Wim is showing us that we can tone the system so that um, our body, instead of overreacting, is very resilient in the face of all these things. So there is the overarching chemistry of like, let's say, raising dopamine levels, raising serotonin levels, raising, um, you know, um, uh, oxytocin levels, right? Um, basically jamming the body with uh, endogenous floods of cannabinoid and opioids, um, you know, turning on aspects of the brain related to, uh, to, you know, our deep emotional centers like love, you know, and like really connecting into all of this stuff that can actually be fully documented and has been in studies um, and shown that this is all a conscious effort to create this chemistry that makes you internally very, like I said, resilient. And that process, moving into that process, I should say, strengthening your body because, you know, you have to put in the reps. Um, what happens is, is all of this like shift in consciousness. And that uh, is, you know, sometimes for people, one breath session and they're just totally hooked because they can't believe how powerful that is, you know. It doesn't last, <laughs> at least I should say, from a sense of being overwhelming. Um, you know, it's not overwhelming for, forever if you're consistent with your practice and training. Um, it, but you you know that it comes through and that it's it always delivers. You know, it's a it's a great system that like, you know, um, that will that's the beauty of the ice, actually, is that every time the ice will always give you the same results. But it's your mindset that will determine how you evolve uh, through the repetition and the processes, you know? Gosh, I love that so much. You know, first of all, I mean, all of this, like you're saying, is scientifically proven, right? And so what I love about it is like, you're literally awakening the, the neurochemistry in your brain to sort of optimize itself for human flourishing, for happiness, for joy, for love, for ecstasy, for deeper awareness of how you're actually living, how you're feeling, right? It's a way of really connecting with the deeper parts of ourselves and that's what i love about it and at the same time it allows us to you know down regulate that fear response like you're saying right and this i think is so critical and you know i, I love when when i hear you know messages and ideas from from different angles so i was just talking to jared robbins who's the the son of tony robbins whom you may know mm -hmm. um and he was telling the exact same thing we're talking about fears and he was saying there's two things you can do to down regulate fear you can do deep breathing 
and you can do cold showers. Like it's the exact same thing. And so I love getting these ideas from, from the you know, different kind of people and different messengers because that just speaks to the truth of them. So, so I'm really curious, like, would you, would you also recommend the breathing aspect, for example, for, you know, a business person that's about to go in this meeting and have a difficult conversation with their boss? Is that like, is that something that you would also use directly before you're about to, you know, face a challenge like that? Absolutely. I mean, I think just by doing it daily, you're priming your system for it, you know, but you know, for, for stress for the day. So in other words, 20 minutes of practice, 30 minutes of practice in the morning can really prime your, your system for the whole day to deal with, to mitigate stress. And, you know, so if you, and I have, uh, I, for instance, I have worked in, in, um, really, um, I've worked with some client or I should say some corporate clientele that, you would consider to be cream of the crop when it comes to, um, you know, big trades and investments and so forth, you know, and these guys, um, we've, we've done ice baths right before they go into to meetings. I mean, literally, or, uh, so the breath work. So yes, I have absolutely done this in scenarios where, uh, you know, people were utilizing it like this, but I think that the, the daily practice and really what that was for was to get to try and get certain uh, people to perform in specific ways right then and there. But I've also worked with athletes and uh, in, in, in probably a lot more um, athletes than I have businessmen. Um, but uh, and quite often the athletes I've worked with are also businessmen, you know, mm -hmm. so the, um, the, the athletes that I've worked with, uh, what we're doing with them is conditioning over them uh, over a period of time because, and, and uh, I have uh, an athlete that I know would tell this exact story, sometimes you really only have a moment mm -hmm. and maybe one or two breaths to, to really sync up to what you're going to have to deal with. Um, you know, and that's how real stress works. Yeah. So when something comes out of the ordinary, kind of like what the world is dealing with at the moment, when something comes out of the ordinary, um, you know, the stress is on you. Now, this didn't, this current, uh, Corona stress didn't come from, let's say, um, uh, a, a, a rhino being in the room. It's invisible, which makes it even something more unique to talk about. But the when you're dealing with that situation where you have a fight, like right, if, if a fight breaks out, how do you immediately gain control before you're you're stepping in to 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 actually have to defend yourself? Yeah, you can't if say you like, have, "Hey, time out!" Like, give me five minutes. <laughs> right. And so when we consciously step into the cold, and especially if you are to sink down and get it over your chest, you know what I mean? And so that your uh, heart and lungs are underneath the, the water, you're going to have this mass adrenaline release. And, and when this happens, the mindset determines so much of what your body does with that adrenaline. Does it dump and flood the system and totally knock you out? Or can you process it because this is calm? 
You know what I mean? So that training of presenting yourself with the adrenaline rush, but keeping yourself calm under that stress will allow you after you can maybe make that shift in one or two breaths will allow you to like, as an athlete in a current, in a uh, situation that I can, you know, uh, you know, talk about, I had an athlete who was expecting a certain time to have to compete. And, uh, she had to, um, compete much faster. They called her when she thought she had like 30 minutes to prepare. She was up within the next, you know, minute or two. And so it was just immediately organized the brain, detach, catch the breath, everything prepared herself and she was super calm going into the match and she won and so the you know the the point is is that um i've seen that uh switch happen with athletes very fast and i believe that comes with the conditioning um or i should say the daily conditioning of the breath yeah, for sure. Love that, right? Like it is this this daily practice, this long-term, weekly, monthly practice, right? That allows you then to be ready in that moment. So you don't need that like you know, 20 minutes, you know, breathing before. So you mentioned before, like, you know, 20 to 30 minutes is, is sort of ideal for the breathing. Is that that's sort of what people should shoot for? Yeah, I mean that's what we that's how if you if you look at the Wim Hof science, uh, what they recommend is, you know, I I'll I'll make it loose. 20 to 40 minutes um, to getting sort of the peak results. And, you know, once you hit the peak, you can continue to push if you would like. I've done the breath a lot longer than that. Um, but you, you can also, um, you know, know that at that point, you've gotten your body to that full state. And the idea is, is that um, at that point, you have altered the chemistry to the necessary needs uh, of what we consider the daily, you know, I should say the, the necessary needs for your daily responses. Yeah, it's so interesting. So, so for people that don't, you know, have 20 to 40 minutes a day, is there like some kind of minimum threshold that people can hit and still get at least the, I guess, biggest amount of, of, of benefits they can get out of, Five, 10 minutes. I don't know. Is there like a minimum yeah, yeah. threshold? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have like uh Wim does a, you know, it's, it's really just about the rounds, right? Mm-hmm. So how long you hold your breath and so forth. So if you, if you do 30 breaths, um, there's no real time limit on that, but it usually is going to take somewhere between let's say 30 seconds and a minute, right. To do 30 breaths once. And, and that's again, a big gap that I'm giving, but you know, so you, you, do, you do your 30 breaths and then you go into the breath hold. The breath hold, um, I mean, I've known people that can hold their breath for a really long time and they find out that they can through this method. Yeah. Um, I've also known um, people that can't hold for very long. So the, the idea there is the perfect range is about a minute and a half on the breath hold. So we want to try to shoot or build up to about a minute and a half. And again, that is shown that that's where the peak result lies. Is If you can continue to hold your breath after that, it's fine. Then, then you have your recovery breath that you hold that for 10 seconds or so, 15 seconds, you let it go. And that's on the inhale, holding the inhale in like, like you've come out of water. Big recovery breath, hold the breath, let it go. And then you start again. 
Now, if you want to repeat that, let's say one or two times, you can add exercise in with it, hy uh, say hypoxic exercise, where maybe you do a round of the breathing, just uh, exactly how it should be done, 30 breaths, breath hold, recovery breath. Then you go into the second round and you do 30 breaths. And then when you go to your breath hold, we have a push-up exercise that we do where we see how many push-ups we can do on the breath hold, right? So you, you try to crank out as many push-ups as, as you can. Um, and it's really, again, about uh, it's, it, we're, we're tapping into various energy sources, lactate and so forth. And we push into being able to do people I have literally seen. And I'm a trainer and I'm, I'm not one that um, is the easiest to get stuff over on. I have seen a hundred clean push-ups done on a single breath hold. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, that usually really blows people, people's minds. And I mean, granted, this was done by an athlete who practices the method, but a clean, hundred clean push-ups on a breath hold. And so that is what we call the Wim Hof five-minute workout. So single round or two rounds, a single uh, regular round, and then a round with the push-ups. This will give you a great uh, charge, you know, really clears the brain out. A couple of rounds is usually necessary to really feel like you've, you've cleaned out. You know, the method um, is Wim's uh, orientation around being exposed to many different scenarios where fear was present and this reoccurrence of understanding how to deal with it through the breath. So he had the presence of mind of knowing that if he basically, and, and you have to understand his background, Wim is a, 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 was a great climber and, and um, uh, you know, mountaineer and so forth, but he also was an extensive, has an extensive background in yoga. And, you know, uh, in his, um, uh, in his thirties and so forth, you could see pictures of him with, uh, yogic in his, uh, in his abilities. Like he was, um, he was, uh, um, uh, you know, something special really. And so when you see his the fact he had been he had invested years time to develop his abilities in yoga he you could tell that um a lot of this uh training has its basis there you know i'm not going to speak for him and say you know it's this or that but wim's breathing is reminiscent to me of a cleansing breath in yoga you know also known as like uh the breath of fire you know, which is to say that he's he's stoking the fire by cleansing everything out, right? And um, the, you know, there are parallels, though his his method is not. There are parallels uh, between his breathing and and the practice of tumo, which is a Tibetan practice known as inner fire. Um, and the the idea is that through our breathing we can manipulate our body temperature. This occurs um, in the practice and will help you, um, you know, resist pathogen. I mean, it's essentially what a temperature is, right? You know, it's our body raising up to fight pathogen. But we can enter into these autonomic states, which is what the science ultimately proves with the method, is that we can enter into these autonomic states that... Um, 
you know, essentially thought it was thought to be un, you know, something that couldn't be done. And we can consciously enter into these states through the activation of the number one autonomic response that we have, which is breathing. Right. Breathing is a is a doorway for you to, to understand, I believe, that this is something you can consciously control or it's something that can control your consciousness. So your breathing, you know, uh, under uh, uncontrolled stress, let's say, um, will will dictate to you a. Uh, uh, a sense of panic. And, and you can see that when somebody enters into like the cold water, for instance, and they're not prepared mentally. And so, you know, uh, because I, most of the time from what I have seen, um, uh, if it's not all of the time, it's a mental thing. Yeah. And, you know, and it exposes a lot of that to you and, and it shows you maybe you're not ready uh, for it, uh, right away so we always promote gradual exposure to the cold to prepare your mind um and the nervous system too because the nervous system plays a big part i mean all of these things are filtering in and you're having to process all of it at the same time you know your conscious mind your your um you know your nervous system's response which is uh constriction and all of these things that are creating uh, a fear and panic so you know, all of that left un uncontrolled uh, creates havoc. But when we get it in control, you know what I mean? We can find actually um, resonance and peace amongst all of it, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful feeling to be in control, to be in that ice water, right? And like it's freezing cold, but you're able to withstand it by controlling your mind. So let's talk about this next part here, which is the, the ice water, right? Like what is, what are sort of the, the benefits of, of getting into this ice cold water? And like how, how long should people do it? Um, well, you know, the, when we do a workshop, um, the idea is, is that we expose people to about two minutes um, of, of cold water. We're looking for the point of adaption which is, um, you know, just that, that point where you take control of your responses through your breath. <clears throat> Again, your body is going to present you with all kinds of, of things, but the breath can ultimately silence all of that. You know, so like I was saying with Wim, he, he had, you know, had the presence of mind to know through his practices, through his breathing, um, that he could enter into these various states of stress and the the so you know you want to go in for about i don't know i mean you can as you're building up it's you're going to accumulate time um what we're what we're concerned with with people um entering ice water is what's known as the after drop and this is actually i mean it's a sense of hypothermia it could potentially happen um in the cold water if you're exposing yourself for too long that's why we want to do it gradually but it's also something that um once you exit the cold can actually become very problematic so some people actually can get into the cold and feel very comfortable in the cold for you know a few few minutes and feel good and and be happy to stay in but when they exit 
the warm and the cold blood mixed together. So the warm blood that's all now moved to the core to protect the organs, to protect the, 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 the primitive parts of the brain, you know, to basically keep you alive, um, is now being flooded in with the cold blood from the extremities. So what makes the, the Wim Hof practice unique and sort of the intellectual property of the, of the Wim Hof practice is its training um, post-ice exposure. So that once you've actually gotten the stimulus, which is the thermogen, thermogenetic release that comes from the exposure to the ice, you know, um, I have a lot of experience with ice water and I do, you know, weekly exposures, um, you know, multiple times a week, quite often. And one of my favorite ways to get into the ice water is to, to get in kind of quickly and go all the way in, all the way under immediately, right? So, you know, just head under everything under and then, and then stay there. This is a, a way that um, I've seen Wim do often. And so once I come from that, you come up and you catch your breath and then you settle in the, in, in the water. And ultimately, um, I have found that by recruiting the mammalian dive response, which is getting your face wet, um, really get this over uh, arching sense of what it is. But anybody who's experienced shivers knows what thermogenesis is because this is your body activating to try and get warm. You know, the shivers is you trying to get warm. And ultimately, um, the more you expose yourself to the cold, the, the more, uh, you know, you'll become, you know, really aware of these centers in the body that generate tremendous amounts of heat. And so that heat, um, though I don't, we, we won't speculate uh, with the Wim Hof method. I'll speculate more into my own personal experience and my own practice, you know. Um, we don't promote this as a part of method, but I'll just say that taking the thermogenesis um, and actually uh, manipulating it is something that is very possible. And it, what it does is it creates this almost um, ability to generate warmth from the core due to the warmth already being there, creating an amplification of it and resonate outward so that your, your, the cold blood doesn't rush in in the same way. Instead, it moves away. And the heat, which, you know, the palms of the hands are centers of the body that uh, resonate a lot of heat. Um, or, you know, you can lose a lot of heat with your hands too. These areas, um, uh, uh, you know, the idea of like moving the heat outward as far to the fingertips and the toes as you can is a, a, a practice of, 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 like I would say, awareness. Um, but it needs an impetus. It needs something to get it going. So what we do with the Wim Hof method is post uh, ice training, we do the horse stance work. And if, if you probably, if you've ever seen a Wim Hof video, you've probably seen people doing this motion where they're they're pushing and pulling around their body. And um, this is uh, these are moves that you you kind of get when you train with Wim and you and you learn some stuff. But ultimately, that horse stance uh, kind of 
you know, staying present with the cold, um, but giving your body uh, uh, this um, sort of release of the of lactate energy and, and this, uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, I don't want to get to, I don't want to go too far off, but there's a, there's a, an aspect of it that is, you know, it, it has to be felt to be understood. Yes. You know what I mean? And so if you're, if you don't have, if you've never had the feeling, it would be hard and it would sound esoteric or maybe, maybe um, like some kind of pretentiousness that is not really what it is. It's very real. The, the heat, your body wants to generate heat after it's been cold and this, that can be amplified and, and manipulated. So again, the real gold is the post ice training with the Wim Hof method. And that's where the unification of all three things come together. The cold um, stimulus, the breath work that you've isolated in its own uh, practice, and the, um, the um, mindset. The breath work at that point takes a little bit of a different shape. So we don't apply the, the breath work in the exact same way. Um, I would give a recommendation for post-ice training to breathe through your nose as much as you can. Um, nose breathing is optimal. Breathing in and out through the nose or breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth, this is optimal breathing. And what we're trying to do is um, warm the air, which the nose does. Uh, so breathing in and out through the nose is a great way to, to kind of help manipulate the heat in the body. Wow, absolutely love this this whole this whole method, right? And the way you just walked us through. And like you say, like the most important aspect of all of this is just practicing it and experiencing it. Because you can talk about this all the you want, like intellectual, right? There's so much science, there's so many studies behind this and all that that prove how it works. But at the end of the day, for our listeners, the only way to really like understand this method, understand the power, understand why there's hundreds of thousands of people around the world practicing this every day is by actually experimenting and trying it out. And even just, you know, if it's the five minute breath workout, right. If it's just uh, you know, one minute cold shower, just experiencing the feeling of what you're going to feel like after you've done this. Right. And it's most likely it's going to wow you. Like it's, it's going to really blow you away. So I'm really curious now about the, the mindset piece, right? I mean, it's, it's, so interesting, especially, you know, for us athletes, like I'm, I come from a running background, right? And we have a lot of athletes listening to this because I think the, the mindset that you practice through this, through getting in the ice and staying calm, right? It's like the exact same mindset. If you, you know, you're running the marathon, you're pushing on those last few months and you're in that pain, but you have to learn how to keep going, right? How to stay in that ice, how to stay in that race with your mind, right? Mentally engaged, mentally focused, mentally aware, and keep pushing and keep fighting. It's the exact same in any sport, right? You, you just build this mental muscle. So, so, I mean, there's the whole, you know, meditation aspect of it. What other kind of practices are there for, for training the mind? Well, I mean, I, it's really about defining what mindset is. And to me, um, through the method, I would say what I've learned is it's, it's having presence of mind. So when you're, um, you know, when you're approaching the ice, um, you have to make a 
you know, decision that you're going to get in. Um, usually it takes a few breaths and, and then either, you know, depending on how you're entering, I find that to enter it calmly um, is more difficult. And so you have to, um, uh, you know, you have to have uh, a mind that is very focused at the task at hand. Um, and I think that whenever you're pushing deep into something, um, it's important to, to do this. Now, how do you approach it is um, another aspect of the mindset. So not only am I saying, okay, I'm, I have the, to me, it's very simple. It's, it's willpower, right? So mindset is, is will. And will is, um, uh, is, is very important, but when it's, when it's backed or partnered, coupled with love, then it becomes something that is indomitable. So if, you're, if you decide that this is what I'm going to do, and then you have the intention coming from a center of love, and, and love is a big word that means a lot to a lot of people, right? So it's, it's one of these things that maybe is hard to define. And the way I would define it as it's a feeling. So you can, you can say the word love and it can mean the very little, or you can feel it and it can mean quite a bit, right? It, um, so it's, it's, when I say love, what I'm, what I'm saying is it's sort of like a joy. I'm a, I'm a runner as well. I, I like to run. And um, uh, I was influenced by the book Born to Run. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and when you, when you listen to, to the, to the talk about the Tarahumar people, you, you know, they, they talk about the excessive joy that they find in the distance running. Right. So there's so much joy, you know, where you could have the, the most serious and, and, and highly competitive, uh, runner who's, who's doing very well being paced by someone who's just at ease and enjoy with them with the moment you know and yeah. so i think that this is really important and i think if i've spent a lot of time around um people who have practiced meditations and various things um a lot of time and what i will say that you 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 find with people who spend a good bit of time meditating is they are able to access joy in a way that is extremely powerful and pure. And so whether it be that I've spent time with Tara of uh, Veda Buddhist monks who, who resonate love and, and compassion and joy just nonstop through laughter and, and um, just embrace their great people. And, um, you know, and I've spent time with Wim um, who is very much autodidactical in this practice that he's taught himself so many things and uh, through just exposure to hard nature and it shaping him, you know, and what, what does he come back with? He comes back with joy. Yeah. So I think the, the idea that you can consciously intertwine these things and overcome the aspects of the mind that would create resistance and maybe not even overcome them, maybe convince them to go along for the ride as well. I mean, I really think that the joy creates more doorways 
into the parasympathetic responses. So your nervous system, your autonomic nervous system is this you know, intertwining of sympathetic fight and flight and then your parasympathetic feed and breed kind of system that, that you know, you, you can't separate them fully. But like the yin and the yang, they can be dominant, even though there will always be a little bit of yin and yang and a little bit of yang and yin, you'll, you can still have the dominant, right? Um, and, you know, in a culture that likes a uh, world culture now, that's talking about, uh, you know, gender fluidity and all of these things, I think it's really important that we don't get caught up in the physical flesh, but more understand the energies and their manifestations you know because this is what's so important and so what i've seen is that when you can tap into joy when you can tap into kindness when you can tap into these things and what i'm actually saying is into the viscera when you have a, a reaction to something and maybe you did something kind or you, you can actually have the feeling of it so the feeling is what is so important it's losing the connection to our senses of feeling things that can really guide our intention so to me it's 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 the layering of of the will and the intention driven by the nervous system that is prepared to actually put forward the feelings necessary to really steer it is what mindset is. Wow. You know, I, I, I love that so much. And I, I truly believe, I mean, the purpose of, of life is to fall more deeply in love with life. And, and that's what this practice does, right? It's essentially like, like emptying that cup you have, right? So you can, you can fill it up again with all the positive stuff, with the beauty, with the love, with the joy, with the peacefulness, with the gratitude, right? And it's like, in doing that, you allow yourself to create joy and create happiness and create fulfillment almost out of nothing, right? And I think that's, that's another key point here is like, you don't have to wait for the outside world to tell you it's okay to feel grateful. You can feel happy now. You can be fulfilled now. But you can create those things through this practice, through this daily method of doing the breathing and doing the you know, cold exposure and doing the focusing and the meditation and the mindfulness and becoming aware, you can create that happiness on a daily basis without having to wait for these outside results. And so I love what you're saying here. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I um, you know, we, all we have is um, ourselves from this standpoint you know you don't you can't face anything with some with people even if you're right next to somebody they can't make you feel anything so what you determine these things and we um uh have to understand that i believe at first it has to be conscious to make the shifts necessary in the nervous system. But then after a while, it becomes like a, uh, an upgrade on the system. And that upgrade is like a higher automation. So we function higher because, um, you know, uh, we have done all the work prior. And so I do believe that the, the daily repetitions are really important. Um, and then, you know, you will, 
you will get what you're what you're working for. It's um, very much like martial arts, which is um, what my background is in. For a lot of years, I've been training uh, various types of martial arts. Um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is is our focus, and um, the you know what happens in martial arts is you're conditioning yourself to be able to respond to a situation should something occur you know we do it in a in a sport format um in in a lot of ways but but that even makes it more uh complex because you're you're working against other people who also know exactly what you're doing versus uh a situation in regular self defense where quite often people uh you know, who, who create, uh, situations, of uh, violence are usually uncontrolled. And so those people usually aren't really trained. I mean, quite often. Um, and so, you know, you don't ever feel, uh, in, in serious danger. And that's where the confidence aspect comes through in martial arts. Is if you train a lot and you know that what you're doing works, then when you are in scenarios, you feel much more confident and comfortable. And, you know, um, I, I, and your responses will be much clearer. So, you know, it's the same for breath work. Isolating breath work, if you train it all the time, you're going to become aware of where your breathing lies, you know, and where and how you can respond with it. And, you know, um, in the moment under stress, you know. Um, so, you know, I think I lost track of the question. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, uh, no, uh, but, you know, but, but, you know, honestly, the, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just that you find, you know, through all of it, that, you know, linking all of the aspects together, bringing it all together, that what it gives you is much more confidence in your own ability to deal with multiple sources of stress. Yes, for sure. And just, just talking for a personal example, what I've also noticed is, then you start almost automatically applying some of these techniques throughout your day, right? So like you may be practicing it in the morning, right? I'm doing the breathing every morning. And then, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in, in a meeting later on maybe, and maybe it's the discussion is a little bit heated or whatever. And I start automatically, I feel myself like doing some deeper breathing. I start automatically using some of these techniques to calm myself down without like, like having to think about it as much, right? Whereas before, like if you're not used to the breathing, if you're not used to doing these practices, you probably wouldn't even think about it, would never do actually that to, to calm yourself down. And there's, there's one more thing I want to touch on before when, when we're talking about emotion, right? Because I think one of the, the biggest challenges that people have if they want to live a happy life, right? They want to feel peaceful. They want to feel grateful. They want to feel excited every day, but it's all cognitive. Like it's all in their minds and they're trying to use like positive thinking. Like, yes, I'm happy. Yes, I'm grateful, whatever. But they're not actually feeling it. They're not actually embodying it. And I think that's where the power of this practice is, is because it literally fundamentally like neurochemically in our brain wires us for happiness. It creates those neurochemicals, right? Of endorphins, of serotonin that will make you happy. And there's like, and I think that is something that is so overlooked is mastering the body and mastering the neurochemistry of of happiness and of joy and of fulfillment if we want to feel happy rather than just trying to think our way to these feelings yeah absolutely and that's why the 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 cold is such a great tool because you can have 
such a, an amazing shift between uh, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. And what, when it happens is initially it's in the, the adaption moment. So when you make that conscious shift, like I'm in control here, you're owning that space for the amount of time that you're there, you're, you're, you're in control, you're doing your breathing, you're relaxing, you're, you're paying very close attention to the way your body is responding to the cold. Um, and then you exit the cold and you begin your warming practice. And then once that is all complete, there'll be a very clear shift from the moment you enter that ice that was super intense to this uh, sense of complete calm and peace, very much like you might feel when you enter your house and you're, you're really just letting go of like the week and the stress of life and you just, ah, you know, you come home and you feel good. Um, you know, this type of feeling um, is, uh, this is the parasympathetic access. And so this gives you a very visceral sense of like what these two expressions of the nervous system are. And, and this is, gives you a great ability to sort of recall. You can tell, okay, my body is a little bit stressed. I'm a little in this heightened sense, you know what I mean? Because of whatever it is that's causing it. Um, or, you know, I'm not achieving parasympathetic. I think we're, we're in, into a very interesting place in that a lot of people probably feel under house arrest right now. And that situation, if we're really looking at it around the world, that situation uh, takes away the peace at home. And this can be quite devastating, man. And this is why it's so important that we learn how to downregulate and essentially adapt so that we can adjust and not have a new normal, but instead bring that, um, that heightened sense back to the normal we want it to be, you know? And, and so I think it's very important that, you know, that we get that first, that, that impetus that shows us like, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's, it would be way better for you to train with people, um, let's say in martial arts that, that are your friends that care about you before you have to go into competition and fight somebody that doesn't care about you. So, um, it's, it's a good idea to, uh, that way they can, you can, you can work out all of the kinks, right? And this is the same idea here. Get that real sense and then that heightened awareness to large. I read it as an impact, um, you know, and that was, I didn't come to it because I, I needed it to, to, to help my health per se, but what it showed me was really fast how imbalanced I was with certain uh, emotions. And it really taught me a great lesson that access into the parasympathetic because I went in those deep parasympathetic states, you're very calm you're very cognitive so you have a little clear view um of things i think or at least a lot clearer than you normally would when you're just um you know where things can be a little cloudy sometimes right where we can get a little caught in our emotion the the ice work is very much a cleanser so when you go through the process i mean i think that's that's probably why things like baptism 
were done in cold water. I mean, real, you know, this, these, these ideas of like the waters will cleanse you, you know, you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, kind of joking parallels that we make with the, uh, ice training and the breathing and everything is being like, a you know, uh, a church, but it's mm-hmm. not, I mean, you know, it's just this idea that look, it's very hard to separate um, the breathing from a practice that is, you know, almost like spiritual. I mean, the, the concepts of, of um, inspiration is a great word to look at because it, it was not, you know, the, the inspirato was not, it wasn't separate. You know, the spirit and the breath were all the same. Um, and I think that this is really important, uh, you know, when we look at old cultures, um, we can learn so much from antiquity. And if we pay attention, you know, the way that they perceived the breath, it was so precious. And I think it was because of how precious every day was um, in so many ways, you know. And I, I think that maybe we should try to get lessons in that, you know, from in that respect, because the breath is so important. You know, we enter this world on a single breath, we leave on a breath. So for me, how it's impacted me is it's, it's altered um, everything. You know, it really changed my athletic performance overall. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not getting any younger, so I'm always looking for optimization and um and like i said it's led me down various paths at the same time so i've looked at um so many things that i feel like are in line with this that um you know create uh i don't know like uh movement rich work say with the breathing for instance and you can even back up and say that um the breathing has helped correct my posture quite a bit. So there's been lots of things that I've used the breath work for in, in an overall, overall health system to really make me a better performer, uh, just in functionality in life. You know, I have kids and wife and, and I have, uh, um, other responsibilities outside of my training and I want to be, um, uh, you know, performing at my best all the time. And, I give so much credit to the breath training as being the thing that is really most important. You know, it's really the first thing I do every morning. Um, And, you know, so it's a great tool and it makes sense because it's our life force. (laughs) You know, it makes sense to exercise the thing that for so long we couldn't separate uh, the breath from the spirit. You know, it was all the same. And, um, you know, uh, the concept um, of like pneuma, if you're familiar with this, you know, this idea that, um, you know, breath and spirit and life and all of these things are, um, you know, a gift. Like I was saying, automation, it's, it's a stays with you it's programmed into the nervous system real changes don't occur until they occur at the nervous system level you know and so i think we have to feel um this uh first and then we can become aware of it and then manipulate it it's very much out of a plane 
the first jump is going to be very disoriented. But after you do it many times, you can you can do all kinds of tricks, and you can it can be amazing experience. You know, uh, you're you're holding off to throw the parachute. Before, you know, you're free falling longer. All of these things, and you know, um, and this is how we can enter into any stress state uh, once we have that sensor. We are into it. You know, through the feeling. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely love that. Now, I'm super curious, like, how has that affected your own, like, physical practice? We mentioned before, you know, you're very accomplished in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, martial arts, training people there. Like, how has it affected your own athletic performance? Um, well, the, the breath work has, has done a lot for me um, because it's, it's like anything that um, I spend a good bit of time studying it always opens up doors to other things, you know? So for me, um, uh, I had, you know, I was always, the reason I came to the breath work again, or to the Wim Hof method even, I should say, is because I perceived it as a moral. Pneuma was a group that, you know, sort of, it's where we get the word pneumonia from. Um, and it was a word that, you know, truly showed the um the perspective that um life was a gift you know yeah. and and it was a gift of the breath you know and so um i mean you know there's a lot of ways you can perceive it i just think that what's beauty, beautiful about the wim hof method is that they shake a lot of the they shake the speculation and they 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 look at it like what can we confirm and this is what we confirm the breath will do for you so the anecdotes are all very nice and lots of people have have said that the breath work does this for them or that for them but we know specifically what it should do for all of us and 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 so i highly recommend um looking at the wim hof method page for that information um you know again my own personal quest is is, is i integrated the method in uh as a part of of my own practice and and then i became an instructor for it but i also have these other interests that i do feel there is a connective uh, link and where that link is i believe lies in nature um, in that nature ultimately is what created the Wim Hof method, but it's, it's also what Wim would give uh, credit towards, you know, and so how we interact with nature, um, with our bodies, you know, how we move across the terrain, for instance, how we, how we, um, um, you know, how we breathe. You know, one of the best ways to build gut flora is to expose yourself to multiple areas around the world and just breathe go to the beach then go to the mountains then go to the city then go and breathe in all these various environments and it really helps to build gut flow so our bodies want to interact with nature you know putting our feet on the ground um, i mean i could go into so many various things uh one thing that i'm really interested in at the current moment is um you know looking at how our bodies move um, very much in, well, they move in the same patterns that, um, you know, that nature is in accordance with. Like, um, you know, particular, I could go into the mathematics and so forth, but, but things that have been talked about for, for many years, but we, we tend to lose 
sight on perfection of what we have. And, you know, I think maybe in the current scenario that we're in right now, people are gaining a new perspective on things, I hope, that, you know, kind of helps them go back and you can get back. And by going back a little bit, I mean, you know, looking at um, just what is primary in our life and really exposes that you know it the the things that are so uh necessary and um you know so for me my interaction with nature um is 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 hugely important and and i believe that the wim hof method was one of those things that really helped um open me up to more understanding you know so to me, I think anybody, or I really believe for anybody, you should try to find the things that resonate with you and, and, and study them. Go for the things that you love and, and really apply yourself to those things. But, you know, realize that, um, the, that the breath is going to interact with every single thing you do. Everything you do. So if you were going to one thing size I can't think of more time when we're so worried about practice the breath work you know and that that wouldn't be the the one takeaway uh from training with me would be no just train your breath and then everything else will 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 grow from there you know yeah for sure such a beautiful and powerful philosophy absolutely love it now Brandon, before we wrap it up here where can people connect with you online well so i have um, a, a, a brand new business that we're launching. Um, it's called Fire, P H Y R. Our website is onfire.com. Um, this will take you to a blog that's actually launching today. You can find us uh, online, or you can um, uh, find me at. Uh, I'm, I have an Instagram site, Brandon Powell three nine six, and that. Uh, you can see a bunch of the work and the different things we've been doing there. And then this will all filter into the uh, fire social media that is going to be launched in April. So we'll have uh, everything there. Um, uh, you know, like I said, either uh, through Instagram, Facebook, everything is fire. Um, uh, online right now, we have a fire uh, members page. So if you look up uh, PHYR on uh, Facebook, it'll take you to our members page. If you want to get in and check out our info, just press that you want to come in and we'll let you in. And that's, uh, that's basically where you can find me on social media. And then uh, hopefully, once everything starts moving around again, uh, we'll be back in action doing lots of workshops all over the place. Um, so, you know, please come out and try one of our workshops and see what you think. For sure, for sure. So final question, what does it mean for you to max out your life? To max out my life means to live complete with full intention and will moving in the direction that I feel is best.